this is episode 514 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. I am your host, Mark Krishnez. For those of you watching the video, you will notice that I have returned to the side video because having the camera face me head on is just is too much for me. I can't take it. I feel naked. I feel so uncomfortable. It's just awful. And who the hell really wants to watch this in video form anyway? But um, in addition to that, there may be a weird cut in this episode in both the video, uh, less so in the audio form, because my father had hip replacement surgery this morning. Should have finished around 10 a.m. It is currently 11.51 a.m. Central Time. So I am waiting to hear uh, back from all of that. I am assuming that since I haven't heard anything yet, that everything's gone fine, perfectly well, and I'm just waiting for him to be coherent and uh, awake enough to call me. Otherwise, my aunt or, or, or whatnot would have called me and let me know that something not so great has happened. So I'm looking at, looking at that as a positive thing. So, yeah, that is, you know, it's it's hip replacement surgery, so it's not... Uh, the most dangerous or risky surgery. It's not super invasive or anything, especially now it's it's advanced quite a bit in just like the last five or so years. So they just use like a thick needle or something and make a, a weird incision and then do everything. Through. It's, it's, it's very crazy how surgery and all that has advanced in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years um, for not just hip replacement, just but just in general. So yeah, but surgery is still surgery, so can't help but worry and let it distract me and all that. Moving on to the actual show. So today's episode is definitely going to be shorter because I haven't had time just in preparing for the surgery and all this stuff and understanding and uh, getting things ready for when he does return uh, because he's going to need help with things. He's not going to be able to move around that much in the the very early goings and all that so haven't had much time to play anything or do much of anything i did play one game and when i say i played it i mainly tried to play it and i really i want to bring it up just because this may just be an xbox thing but i think it's important to talk about it so let me figure out i forgot i just remembered it now because i've just been so distracted with all these things it's something like Fall the Light or something along those lines. And of course, Xbox, there we go. There's the achievements. Yeah, Fall of Light, colon, Darkest Edition, which I believe is also available on PS4 and Switch. Not entirely sure. I've been playing on Xbox One. Um, I got a code for it. But I have played so very little of it because... It's got a very weird, and I don't know if this is 100% across the board for everyone who plays it, but I know that there are at least some people out there who are experiencing the same issue looking at the reviews on the Microsoft Store page. But when I load up the game, I can't play it because it just cycles me through this sign-in loop, sign-in, sign-in. And what I learned through those reviews is that you have to log out launch the game and then log back in and that does work but 
maybe 50% of the time, that might be a little bit much, maybe a third of the time, it just doesn't load at all. Like when I load the game, launch the game without being signed in, it just crashes. It doesn't load up at all. And then I re-sign in in that process, launch the game again, and it puts me in through this loop. So Fall of Light Darkest Edition could be a really interesting, fun game. But I don't really know because I've had so little time with it actually playing it, and I don't feel like going through so many hoops in order to actually put in a session and like, okay, once I finally get it going, I'm just going to sit down and play for three, four hours or whatever. I don't think any game is worth going through a lot of or even a little bullshit to actually get to it. So I'm patiently waiting for an update so that I don't have to deal with any of this crap. And the only other game I can think of that had a similar issue to this is a really, 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 really bad game that may be Xbox exclusive, um, exclusive, but I believe it's called Rock Zombies, and it just wouldn't let me log in at all. <clears throat> and it's never been updated because it's a cheap game from like a single developer who doesn't give a shit, and I got it for maybe a few bucks, and it's just, it's an absolute turd. It's a, it's a piece of poop, a uh, floating bit of caca, a uh, oh, 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 wiry piece of shit. I'm just going to say everything that I can that is a uh, synonym to excrement. But, um, yeah. And Fall of Light, the little bit I played, seems somewhat soulsy in, in its mechanics and everything. So you start off, there's this world, it's like, oh, the, the world started with this screaming voice, and that's all there was, and then something else happened, and this happened, and blah, blah, blah. There is this glowing girl, and you're like a knight. And you can change in the very beginning. Do you want to wear a cape with a like cowl that makes you look sort of like the OG Assassin's Creed? Or do you want to wear like a red scarf bandana thing? Whatever. But you can hold, I think it was the X button, to grab the arm of this girl. I think her name was Ether, And she emits this glow, this radiant light. And when you're close to her, your strength is... Uh, amplified. You're stronger when you are near her. Um, and then you just go through this ra somewhat linear path and it's like, here, you pick up a shield and then you pick up a sword eventually. So you can block, you can roll, um, and you can attack. Hard attack, light attack on the right trigger, right bumper. Uh, and then you just go around killing some enemies and then quickly you run into a boss who will eventually start throwing fireballs at you. And that's as far as I got. It's in a cemetery. But and there are like these fountain things that you put the girl by and you're like, hey, go here. And then she does her thing and then it gets all flowery and greens come sprouting out of the ground and everything. And I don't know. Um, and the way death works is that I don't think you lose anything because when I died and was reborn, it said whatever, like life to life, whatever. Um but I still had my weapons and everything like that. I don't know if there will, I don't know if there is experience in the game because I just didn't get that far in it. But what I did have to do is, uh, Ether is not there with me when I respawn. She's back where I died, as like a just pile of glowing dust, and then I have to just press some button around her to revive her. Um. So yeah, and thankfully you don't have, like, she will follow you on her own, so you don't have to hold her hand, seemingly, 
Um, but there may be points in the game where you really do have to hold their hand in order to navigate tight spaces. Not sure. Um, but other than that, I've just been playing some onrush here and there, and I've I'm still in love with that game. I'm playing a lot more online matches, doing the preseason, the because ranked mode has been added. I don't remember if I've talked about ranked mode being added, but one nice thing they did was with ranked mode, like they'll be broken up into seasons, and I'm sure there'll be a period where ranked mode is turned off. But when ranked mode is on, quick play is turned off, so you it doesn't split the user base, which is good since the game hasn't done that well. But I've been dabbling more with other vehicles, and I've originally I really hated the motorcycles because they're just like, okay, these things are flimsy. What good are they? Why would I ever want to use them? But then I just wanted to experiment with all the vehicles and get a handle on a lot of them. And <clears throat> I originally was a big fan of Outlaw, which is the motorcycle that when you drop, it emits like this shock wave that will weaken nearby cars, uh, nearby vehicles. And I thought like, well, that's clearly a much better power than what Blade is, which when it crashes, it, it's the tombstones it drops will blind the opponents. But that means like I have to fail, I have to crash, and maybe there's, and that's something I could still experiment with. Like there's maybe strategy in crashing intentionally in specific locations in a map as Blade. But Outlaw, as much as I love that shockwave thing, it's rush power which is um, it drains boost from other uh, from the opponents nearby. That's good. But Blade's Rush Mode is one of my absolute favorites, and it's made Blade one of my, fa one of my two favorite uh, vehicle classes uh, currently. And I also love the skin I have for it, which is like the old like bomber airplane things where it's got like the the nose and then it's got like the sh the face and the teeth and all that stuff. I I love the way it looks. I love my uh skin which I luckily just earned in a in a in a loot box thing which I still no matter how many times I've opened them which I'm at like level 65 or something, I still love the way you open the loot boxes by holding the button and then the car just drives and destroys it. But Blades rush power is that and this is, it's a very specific power that can only be utilized completely, fully, when you're at the front of the pack, uh, which makes it not, it makes it uh, something that, you know, you can't use anytime. Like, there's, there are a lot of rush things where, like, you can boost it, whether you're in the front, the back, the middle, whatever. But with blades, what you do is you drop this fire trail the uh, just off the back of your car and then you can like you it's good to like swerve around and make uh take up as much of the environment as you can and when opponents hit that fire trail they just they're destroyed they're wrecked and it's a great way to take out an entire team um you can you can destroy you can destroy an entire team with that and i love doing that it feels so good and it's really strong in points where like if you're doing countdown and you're getting close. Not, I don't think it's a. I think countdown is probably the worst case for blade. But in lockdown, when you're trying to uh, capture these points, uh, taking on entire team means you're free and your team is free to take a point without much uh, issue. And also in 
out overdrive where you're trying to score points as quickly as fast uh faster than the other team taking on an entire team and preventing them from scoring points is a very powerful thing so i find that blade has become one of my go-to vehicles and then i'm still a huge fan of charger which rushes the bulldozer which it just like that makes him really good for being in in the, the back of the pack because then you could just turn on that rush mode and just charge through as many enemies as you can and just take out a bunch of them. So those are my two favorite. Uh, so one that's really great for being in the front and one that's great for being in behind. And then I dabble in other ones. Um, but mostly those are my two go-to. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still absolutely loving Onrush. I, I really like playing it online. It's interesting when you're on a team that really knows what it's doing compared to ones that don't. Um, because I've been on teams that when you're playing countdown and you have to get through the gates that keep adding time, they just don't do that or they just don't care. They're, they're more concerned. Like you always know you're on a good team when they're not just concerned about taking out the other team. Um, because as fun as it is to make a, an opponent crash and as strategic as that can be, so they can't score points. There are, it's not advantageous to just do that. Just go for that. Um, and I feel like I, I, the one thing about countdown that I'm still not sure about because I haven't looked it up, I'm not sure if hitting the gate first gives you more time than hitting the gate last. Because if that's not the case, there is, even though you're taking time in order to get to the gate, there is some uh, advantages to being further behind because the gate expands more and more as more cars go through it, as more vehicles go through it. Um, but... It's it's really fun going through and just playing with other people. And there's I I haven't used the headset, so I don't know if there are people playing with voice chat. But at the end of every match, people will be using the quick chat menus, and everyone is super positive. I don't know if there's a way to be negative with the quick chat, but everyone is always like good game, good like exciting, fun. Like everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. So it it, it feels like. While there may not be a huge user base, a huge audience for Onrush, the ones who have committed to buying the game and playing it on a consistent basis, they really love the game, and they're not dicks or anything about it. So that is a really cool thing, uh, and I'm enjoying the hell out of that game. And then other than that, I'm just getting ready to dive deep into Symphony of the Night. For the first uh, episode of Attack the Backlog. Which I'm not committing to the release date for the first episode just yet. Because I, I need to see how long and like how much effort and all that jazz I want to put into the video version of the show. Which will incorporate gameplay footage and all that. So depending on how long that process takes and all that jazz. You know I, I need to balance that. But that is... Uh, happening soon um and uh, and of course the whole 14th and 28th of every month schedule will that stay true i don't know it's not super important maybe i sh i don't know um so yeah scheduling all that still in the works but it is happening 100 percent happening um and i'm excited to go back and play it because i've only played after looking at my original save, about 27 minutes of it. And, of course, I'm going to start over. I'm not going to just jump into that save. Um, but I'm excited about that. And then before I end the show and all that, 
I do want to talk about a bit of news because I've I just noticed because I'm, I'm perusing some news because like I don't know what the hell I'm going to talk about on today's episode, but there are some really weird bits of news, um, and they're all are they all Xbox related? No, at least two are. What, what was the third news? That oh yeah, so first bit of news: Daisy is coming to Xbox One on August 29th. I forgot this game was even in development or existed. I like, and at this point, with PUBG and Fortnite, I know Daisy is different because it's got the zombie element to it, and it's more survival than like there is that adversarial aspect to it and finding other people. But there's much more of it, just like finding resources and just surviving i you know there's no cone that's closing in on you unless that i I haven't played daisy since the you know original arma mod thing and not the standalone thing i never touched this so i only played the really original version um and i don't know how much this is going to cost um because i didn't look at the story at all i just saw the headline i'm like oh that is weird but then also, on top of this, returning to PUBG, PUBG for Xbox One will be leaving early access on September 4th, which seems like I haven't played the game in months, but from what I've heard about people who still play it, it's still pretty rough on Xbox uh, One, even if you're on an X. But it should be, it, the X should just be ignored, and it should be like it should run very well on your base Xbox One for it to leave early access. But I don't know. Whatever. Maybe maybe it runs a lot better now. I don't know. I I haven't heard any uh, accounts to for that to be true. Um, but who really knows? And then the last bit of news that I think is incredibly weird. Probably no. This is definitely the weirdest of the bunch. Saints Row the Third is coming to Nintendo Switch. So not the most recent Saints Row. Not Saints Row Four. Whatever, I don't know if that had a, a subtitle, a colon, or anything. Um, but that one is not coming in. Saints Row the Third is, which is, I think Saints Row Third was the third was still a GTA mostly clone with all of its cheeky humor. And they didn't add the superhero elements and make it crack downy until the fourth. I think the fourth was solely that. But it's really weird that Saints Row the Third is the one that's coming to Nintendo Switch. And why not both of them? I don't, it's just, it's a weird choice. It, I mean, maybe they're just uh, going off of, hey, this one's more like GTA. People like GTA. GTA is not coming to Switch. So let's give them our most recent GTA-esque Saints Row game. And that's Saints Row the Third. And a lot of people like Saints Row the Third. I, I liked it, but I remember liking the second one more. Um, and I, I did not like Saints Row 4 all that much, other than just being hooked on, like, of course, the whole collecting the orb things, whatever, is going to grab me because I like collecting shit like that. That's just something I like doing. Uh, so that cracked down a bit of it, but actually doing all the superpower bits and fighting the aliens, I never found all that enjoyable. But um, a pretty weird bit of news. So... I think that's a good place to end this episode. And thankfully, I did not get interrupted, which is nice because that would be annoying for everyone. Um, So that will do it for today's episode. Oh, wait. One last thing. 
So we're watching RoboCop, the first one. Uh, I've seen the the remake. It was not great, um, but I, I'm I haven't finished it yet. But I am enjoying the first RoboCop. I don't remember it all that much. I forgot how very violent it could be, um, and forgot how funny it is at times. And I'm really enjoying it. It's not the most amazing action movie or anything like that, but it's got a lot of good aspects to it. And I love the look of RoboCop. I also love that... I forget what the name of the robot is that the the bad guy creates, the, the walker thing. But I love the fact that what ends up the Achilles heel of that walking robot is a flight of stairs. I love that so much. That might be my favorite thing about the movie from the like hour and 10 minutes that I've watched of it so far. I just love that so much because it's so ridiculous. And then when it falls on its side, it's squealing like a pig. I love that it uses animal sounds to make it, it like there's a surreal aspect to that machine because it uses these animal sounds and not more robotic machinery uh you know bits and boops types of sounds i like that uh choice but um yeah it it moves at a pretty good pace as well it doesn't feel slow at any point so that's also pretty good um but yeah i just wanted to mention that because it's been a pleasant surprise watching that and still enjoying it i don't know i don't remember when the hell i watched it last though or for the first time because I feel like I maybe watched that when I was really young, and definitely shouldn't have been watching that when I was really young. I had the toy when I was really young, like the tall, like I don't, know, I think it was taller than a foot, and it had a little opening compartment for the gun, and I think it had like a little button in the back where you can make it talk, and maybe it lights up a little bit. It was really cool. It was really nice, but I was young, and I, why would I like RoboCop? Did I see RoboCop? Did I watch it on TV and see like an edited version? I don't know. It's super bloody. Like when his hand gets blown off and then his whole arm gets blown off. And there's just like <laughs> when the that walker shoots the one guy in the boardroom in the very beginning bit. He just keeps shooting it. And it's just blood. It's just it's a bloody movie. Um, and it, it's pretty bloody good. Uh, but that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush3. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, as well as attack the backlog when it does go live in, you know, a few weeks or so. Uh, and all of them are also available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And if you'd like to check out some crazy, kooky, colorful art, like some of the art you can see in the video version of this here podcast, you can go over to Patreon.nope. You can go over to pxsart.com slash nothing. What am I talking about? Uh, pxsart.com. And check it out all over there. And if you see something you like, you click the link. And it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, you can go over to Patreon. Now I'm there. To patreon.com slash PXS and support us that way with a buck or two a month. And, uh, yeah. So, I will now say... Bye!